Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. So let's get right into it. Uh, The title of my message tonight is, It's Time to Face Goliath. It's time to face Goliath. And, you know, if you read the story uh, in the Bible of David and Goliath, you know, Goliath was about nine feet, six inches tall. His armor weighed 100 pounds. You can go into that and read that for yourself. It's in 1 Samuel uh, 17. But Goliath today is anything that's in your way. whether it's business, family, whatever it is you want that belongs to you according to the word of God, and if you don't have it, Goliath has it. So, our bishop spoke a word a few weeks ago that said it's time to build. It's time to face Goliath so we can build. Amen? Let me pray real quick, and we're going to get into this. Father God, we praise you and worship you tonight. We thank you for your loving kindness towards us. We thank you for keeping us. You're a good, good father. And we thank you for your uh, love and for your blood, Jesus, for sending Jesus to shed his blood over our sins for the remission of our sins. And we thank you tonight, God, that the Holy Ghost will have his way. Have your way, Holy Spirit, tonight. We bind every satanic act. Satan, you are bound in this house and cast out in the name of Jesus. So we bless your name. We thank you for signs and wonders, miracles, deliverance, healing tonight. People will be set free tonight. People will give their hearts to you tonight because of this word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. 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 So we're going we're gonna to be in the text of 1 Samuel 17. The whole chapter is like 1 through 57, but I'm not going to read all of that tonight. We'll paraphrase it a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, Eric, if you could grab my phone, please. I left it back there. So we know that everybody's dealt with Goliath in their lives. Right now, everyone's dealing with the Goliath. If I pass the mic around, it's something... That is a Goliath. And a Goliath is just a mountain that's in your way. It's a challenge in your body, in your home, your finances, your business, whatever it may be, your spiritual walk. Amen. So no one, everyone can relate to a, a Goliath in their life. Am I right? Raise your hand if, if you can. Okay. All right. So I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. And in this scripture, as I begin to read, one thing the Holy Ghost is kind of, thank you, sir. One thing the Holy Ghost has revealed to me is that we play every role in the scripture. I'm pausing for a reason. We play every role in the scripture. And as, you, as I begin to read the word of God, I've discovered. So like, this is, we, most people know David and Goliath's story. So in this, in this text, we're David. In this text, we're Goliath. In this text, we are the the murmurers and the complainers. We're the Israelites that's running from battle, scared to face Goliath. And I'm going to break that down to you. And for some of us, Goliath is a comfort zone. Goliath is a comfort zone for some of us. And... I, I, I've read this many times and kind of pondered it. I want to read it to you. It's Comfort Zone by Bob Riggs. And uh, says, many of us have established a comfort zone in our lives. We've just coasted along, taking the path of least resistance and just getting by. This is very common and under, an understandable attitude because we've worked hard to get where we are. And it may seem like a good place to be. The problem 
with this is that once we stop reaching, stretching, seeking, and risking, we actually stop growing. We actually stop growing. The comfort zone frame of mind is settling for what we are today. <laughs> that may be fine today, but without continual growth, we are now all we're ever going to be. Think about that. If you're in a comfort zone, beware, beware, beware. For the danger of a comfort zone is that it doesn't hurt and it may even feel good. Are you in a comfort zone tonight? That's my question. Are you in a comfort zone tonight? And I found that most people, they tiptoe through life trying to make it safely to death. They tiptoe through life trying to make it safely to death. You know I'm coming for your thinking. You already know that. So put your thinking caps on. The definition of an education per, uh, educated person today is not really all you know today, but it's what you can unlearn and relearn that keeps you going forward. Amen. So we're, we are, most of us again, we are extras in our own movie when we're supposed to be the star. You should be the star of your life. Are you the star or are you an extra? Is everybody else dictating what you should do and shouldn't do? Is everybody else pushing you forward or telling you to stay back? If that's you, you're an extra or you're a star. Amen. Is that good? All right, all right. So let's unpack this a little bit. I'm, I'm loose because we got, we got some things I want to uh, the Holy Ghost wants to show us tonight. So let's go to 1 Samuel 17, 1. And I'm going to kind of, like I said, paraphrase through this. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot here. So, but it's a few scriptures I want to point out that I think will bless you. So now the Philistines gather together their armies to battle. And we gather together at I don't know these. I don't know these names, but we gathered to together at Scooby Doo, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shuby Doo and Azekarake in Harlem. Read it for yourself. And Saul and his men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elijah, and they set the battle in array against the Philistines. Okay, we got over that. Now, chapter 3, let's bring up that. So look, let's look at this. If you, if you have a Bible, mark this down as I point this point out. And our pastor always said, if, if you can't mark in your Bible, throw it away and get one you can write in. Uh, so chapter 3 says, And the Philistines on a mountain, underline mountain, on the one side, and, the Israel's, and, and Israel stood on a mountain, underline mountain, on the other side, and there was a valley in between them. Amen. Everybody understand that? So we got Israel on a mountain over here. We got the promises of God over here on this mountain. And you got Goliath in the middle, in the valley, in the valley. So to get to what you want to get to, you're on a mountain because you, you've had some victories. We've all had some victories. We all have had something that God's done for us, right? But there's more, right? But we got to go through the valley, and Goliath is there. Amen. Uh, stone number one, please. Stone number one. Read that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... A while back, I, I taught on that, and I said, battle is a seed for territory. And in your life, you need to know that when David was taking care of the sheep, his father's sheep, Goliath wasn't out there fighting him. 
It's when David stepped into taking territory that Goliath shows up. And so if Goliath's showing up in your life today, it's a good sign. It means you're going the right, the right way and the devil's nervous, so I need to put Goliath in front of you to stop you from getting what you're after. Amen? Battle is the seed for territory. Battle is the seed for territory. Yeah, put up stone number two, please. Ooh. The promises of God are on the other side of Goliath. The promises of God are on the other side of Goliath. And Goliath's a bad boy. He's nine, six. You know, everybody's terrified of him, running, scared when he comes out. He's coming out selling wolf tickets every day. They say it for 40 days as you read the text. Who going to come out? Who, who, who want this? Who want this? Who want something Debo? Who want something Debo? And they all scouring and running. That's you in the text if you aren't attacking Goliath. I'm going to start that business. Well, you know, you got to have this, and you got to get your LLC, and you got to do this and this and get your bank account. Oh, shoo, I'm not doing that. Who, who wants some of Debo? Who wants some, who wants some of this Debo business? I'm believing God for a baby. Well, the doctor said this, the doctor said that. I got to take this and do this and do that and do that. Oh, maybe it just ain't the will of God for me. To, who wants some of Debo? Mm-hmm, I'll find you. My money's funny. They saying tithe and give. That if I sow, it'll come back pressed down, shaking together. I gave $20 last month. I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> Who wants some of Debo when it comes to your finances? Are you feeling me? You with me? So think, find yourself. Is that you in the text? Before you came in here tonight, were well, there some things you've, you've cowered away from? I can raise my hand. I've done it. So that's you in the text. Okay, okay. So we're we getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. All right, so we have the mountains on each side and Goliath's in the middle, right? And so the good thing about it being in a valley is, see, we have... <laughs> As a, uh, I'm kind of digressing, but as believers, so the kingdom of God principles, right? That's a rule book that goes across the whole board. Saved, unsaved, whatever you want. You know, when I, I played basketball, I was a pretty decent basketball player, and each basketball team had the same rule book, but every team had their own playbook, okay? So the principles of God is the same rule book for everybody. Give, and it'll be given. Press down, shake, and gather, running over. If you're a believer, right? So the kingdom of God, the principles is the rule book, but we all have our own playbook that God has orchestrated for our lives to get where we want to get. Everybody understand that? All right, okay. Hallelujah. So, we have the mountains on both sides, Goliath's in the middle, but I thank God that I can go to my playbook and see that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me, Lord. So, let me go to the playbook and find out what I need to do to battle Goliath. Because he gave David some, you know, different, you know, how did, how did David beat Goliath? You can talk. How did David beat Goliath? Words of his mouth, stone and rock and slingshot, right? Okay. Well, let's find out. Let's find out how, how David uh, beat Goliath. So let's go down. I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, so the mountain, and then so the champion came out. This is uh, verse 4, Goliath. And it goes down through, you know, you got five, four, five, six verses of just how bad Goliath was, right? So it's really all just the spirit of fear. Goliath is just a symbolic symbol of the spirit of fear. Nine, six, big sword, spirit of fear. Okay? 
So Goliath is a bad boy, but everyone was scared of Goliath except when David. So David came, right? We know the story. David was taking care of the sheep, and David's father said, hey, come on, man, you know, go check on your brothers, you know, take them some food, you know, and uh, then he told him, you know, he was smart. Jesse was smart because he said, and take, and take some cheese to their commander. You know, so let me get a little favor with the big boss. You know, let me bring him a little cherry pie or something, you know, take care of him so he'll, he'll take care of my boys. So Jesse was smart. And so it says in verse 20, and David rose up early in the morning, early in the morning. And I'm an early bird. I'm an early riser. And so he woke up early in the morning. But if we jump to verse 23, it says Goliath is out early in the morning talking smack. So the spirit of fear is waiting on you when you wake up to tell you what you're not going to do today. What you're not going to overcome today. What territory you're not going to take from me today. And in my house, I mean, we do it now. You know, we'll watch the news sometime, but after a while, I'll just shut off the news and we'll just put on Christian and this and that because the news comes on first thing in the morning to tell you who got shot, who died, what Biden did, what President Biden did, what Ukraine, and this person got this and that, and stabbing in a mass shooting. And so that's Goliath, wolf ticking to you to say, oh, man, it's scary, it's fearful out there, I'm, you know, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then the news is the last thing you watch at night if you look at it. And you're telling you who died during that day. Turn that mess off. As Minister Jones would say. So Goliath is up early talking smack to the, you know, to the Israelites, you know, talking about, you know, who, who wants some Debo? Who wants some Debo? But he slipped up and David heard him. It says that, it says that in verse 23. And David heard him. And David's like, hold on. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's talking all this smack against the, the army of God? This little young lad roll up in there talking this smack. You know, who is this uncircumcised? Because David had a different perspective. And we're talking about your Goliath now. And I've taught... A little bit, I haven't really got to get into it until we really, you know, I, I, it, it'll happen. But spiritual gifts that pastors taught on, and you can go into, you know, I always promote his success through meditation. A great book to have if you don't have it. But our God-given spiritual gifts or spiritual faculties are imagination, the will, perception, memory, reason, intuition, and there's more. But we're just going to touch on some of these. And so perception is a, a key spiritual weapon for us during what we're dealing with in life. And know that any issue that you have after tonight, when you go home and think about the Goliaths in your life, you always start from the spiritual and bring it down. You always start from the spiritual, your conscious mind, bring it into your subconscious mind, which is your heart. And once it gets in your heart, your soulish realm, the body will do what you pull down from heaven. And that's, and that's, that's, a, that's our teeth. That's something else. So, so here we are, right? So David heard them, but he had a different perspective about Goliath. And so while all the other men were looking like, ooh, Goliath is huge. Look how tall he, look at David. That's who, that's who, look who he is. And they were looking here, and David was looking like this. Like, this dude uncircumcised. I don't know if Goliath didn't have no drawers on or what, I don't know. But this is what David said. I'm just, I'm just reading the text. Okay, I'll be me tonight. But David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? How did he know that? So I don't know what's going on. You know, Goliath's a bad boy. You come out and do battle with All right, without your BBDs. All right, all right, all right, okay. Kind of messed up the music minister. So, David had a different perspective. They were looking at muscles and height and swords and a warrior. But David 
And so the Bible repeats this a couple of times. When, and we know when, when God, Jesus, repeats something, truly, truly, I say, verily, verily, I say, it's an important, I call it a secret, that God is showing you how to handle something. And so if we, um, if we jump to, to 1 Samuel 26 and 36, 26, we have in here that he said, and David spake, with the men and stood saying, what have we done, you know, to kill this Philistine, take, we're to approach, da, 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 for who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Okay, we jump over here to 36, verse 36, and he says the same thing. They still talking. The service, Louis, David's like, hold up, you know, I, I done slow, I, I done killed the lion and the bear. I done ran to, if you read the text back when he did that, he ran to the lion and the bear to kill him. And he's like, I done killed a lion and a bear. Ain't nobody scared of Debo. He uncircumcised. So he keeps saying this uncircumcised. What, what does that mean? That means Goliath didn't have no covering. He didn't have no covenant. He didn't have a covenant. Because the children of God, they circumcise themselves as a sign of a covenant with the Most High God, because blood had to be shed. Right? You with me? Yeah, Jesus. We going somewhere. And covenant means, I looked up, uh, let me, let me find, I'm kind of jumping over, because you know, you'd be battling with the Goliath of time. Um, where is it at, Lord? Covenant Give me one second. I got to find it. I want you to hear this. And you can't hide it, devil. Okay. Covenant means divinely ordained relational bond. Write that down. Covenant means a divinely ordained relational bond. Isn't that good? So as believers, when we give our life to Christ, the blood of Jesus has covered us. That has cut covenant with the Most High God, right? So we have covenant. And if I had an umbrella, a lot of us had the covenant, but are not under the covering. So if I had an umbrella, it could be raining outside like it was the other day. I got the, I got the covenant. But the rain's still falling on me. So until I open that umbrella and cover myself with the covenant, the rain is still going to beat me down like it's beating everybody else down. Amen? Everybody understand that? All right, all right, all right. So David sees that Goliath has no covenant. Everyone else is looking at their sight. And as believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. So are you looking at your Goliath by sight or by the covenant? What do I do? How do I handle this situation? Go into the covering of the covenant and find what you need to apply to your situation. Amen. And stone number three. And there's no need to really be in fear about Goliath or whatever it is you're trying to do because if God is for us, who can be against us? That's one to write down for anything really going on in your life. If God is for us, who, who can be against us? Yeah. All right, so let's keep moving down through this text. And so... We know the story. David goes through, talks to Saul, and, you know, they try to give him all this different armor, and they try to give him, um, you know, the sword and shield and everything else to come and fight. And David's like, I can't, I can't use this stuff. You know, I, I, don't know, I don't know how to use these things. I don't know how to, how to fight with this and fight with this sword and this and that. And that's a lot of things, parents, we got to realize with our children that what we use to get over may not be what they need to get over. What got us through may not be exactly what they need to get through. Now, they need our counsel, but we have to be 
open, aware to not lock them in to what we've done. Amen. And so we know David went out, got these stones, right? And he told, you know, Goliath came out selling these wolf tickets. And David's like, you know, you come to me with sword and shield. I come with you in the mighty name of Jesus, of, of, of God of Israel. And, and we know all that story. He went out and killed Goliath, right? And cut his head off. So let's back up again. So let's go. That was a, a physical scenario. So let's go into our thinking. Let's go into our mind with this story real quick. So we have Goliath in our thinking every morning when we wake up. A case in point, a good testimony. Um, I've been a general con a contractor for a long time, and I wanted to take this test that would, they call it a, a, a class A general contractor where you could be licensed to build a skyscraper downtown KC, or you can build a house, you can do whatever you want, right? And so as a general contractor, I would go to some of these meetings, they call them like pre-bid meetings, you know, it might be this many people in the room, and they'll say, yeah, we're looking to do such and such, and we're gonna build this and that, and if you're a painter, you know, here's your, you know, we need you to do this, if you're this and that, so everybody got their little specs. But as, at one point in the meeting, they say, all right, if you're not a, a class A general contractor, we need you to leave the room. And everybody grabbed their grip and headed up out of there, and you might have five, six, seven people Mr. Bear, you, you've dealt with this all the time. And so for me, what I wanted to do, that was a Goliath to me because it's a predominantly white industry. I think across the whole United States, 3% are general, class A general contractors that are African American or, my, or minority. And so I was like, I gotta take it. So for many years I didn't, I, I shunned it because you gotta, you gotta study three books that's about like this thick, concrete and this and that and that and this. And I was like, that Goliath was selling wolf tickets and I was like, hey, you got it, bro. <laughs> but what I wanted was on the other side of Goliath. I've been, the comfort zone, what I read about her, that's where I was at. I was making good money over here doing what I do. You know, I'm, I'm, we're not, we're, we're eating good. But what I want for my family, for the next generations, four generations and more, was on the other side of Goliath. And so I went to Johnson County to do a project over there. You know, it wasn't even a big project. And they were like, well, no, you got to have this license to do anything over here. You can't do nothing over here. And the one thing you don't tell Minister Jay is what I can't do. And so, man, I got these books and I'm studying. I'm reading these books and I'm, I take, spent money on classes and, you know, I spend money on my, on, on stretching myself. That's one thing, another keynote, spend money on your prized possession is you. Put money in what you want to do. I'm not bragging, but last year I might have spent forty to fifty thousand on programs, on classes, on books, on teachings, on lessons to further my thinking, to further my my business. Because everything that we do, it comes from the inside out. Life doesn't happen to us; we're supposed to happen to life. And if you get this inside right, if you get in the playbook and you learn the rules. Life will begin to happen from the inside out. And that's what's happening in my life. I'm beginning to walk that out a little. I'm beginning to see a little bit, a little light on that. Glory to God. That was Holy Ghost because I, I, I got off my point. All right, where was he at? Oh, David, David went and killed Saul, right? So in our thinking, when Goliath talks that smack first thing in the morning, because you want to start that book, that, write that book, you want to start that business. You want to quit secular, the secular job and start your own business and sustain your family. You want to start that restaurant. You want that car lot, whatever it is. Begin now to know that it's time to face Goliath. All right, so let's go into how David, um, how David beat Goliath, okay? 
David killed Goliath with the words of his mouth, believing the words of his mouth and believing and trusting God. So anything that we start, we can read that in Genesis, starts with what? The words of our mouth. And if you tell yourself a lie long enough, <laughs> your soul will believe it. You've seen the most prettiest woman, woman you know, and, you, and the girls, girl, you're so pretty. No, I'm not. Because she's been heard that so long that she believes that. Or you can tell an ugly person that you're ugly, and they know I'm not. I'm look good. And they believe that. Right? Am I right? So, Speaking what you want, first you got to sit down with a pen and pad, I've said this before, and write out what you want. What does your money look like every month? Because the only reason you're making $50,000 a month now is because you don't know how to make $50,000, I mean you make $50,000 a year now because you don't know how to make $50 a month, $50,000 a month. You only make $100,000 a year now because you're not aware how to make $100,000 a month. But God has so created us that if we write that thing out, what we want our money to look like, our family to look like, our spiritual walk to look, our bodies to look like, in detail, like Genesis, God didn't just say, let there be earth. When you read that thing, he broke this down, let this be this and affirmative, let there be animals and birds and fish. I mean, he broke everything down in detail. We need to do the same thing with a pen and pad so that when Goliath starts selling the wolf tickets, we can say, no, 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 no. This is where I'm going. This is where me and my family's going. This is what my money's going to look like. This is what's this, 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 this. I'm going to have a baby by this time. I'm going to be married by this time. You write the vision and make it plain. And God said he'll run. He'll run. He'll run with it. That's faith. You know, I, I, I think here in the office, they have what you call motion lights. You might see those, you know, because people don't turn the lights off when it ain't their house. <laughs> you know, if it's, I'm at my house, your kids leave, I'm right, hey, hey, hey. You know, but they have a motion light in the office that it st goes off and nobody's in there, but when that motion light detects movement, the light comes on. When they leave, it goes back off. That's faith. When God detects movement of faith, click, he moves into action with you. David ran to the lion. David ran to the bear. David ran to Goliath. And when he ran, if you go back in the Bible with Abraham, Abraham had to raise a staff. They had to step into the Jordan. They had to sow the cake. You have to do something in faith moving forward. And God, oh, oh, somebody, somebody's moving in faith. Let, let's, go, let's go down here, what's going on? That's how he moves. But if you don't move, he's not going to move. Glory to God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So, let's keep going, let's keep unpacking this, let's keep unpacking this. Uh, so let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, please. 2 Corinthians 4. Is this good? Is it helping anybody? So we have higher faculties that God has given us at birth. The most expensive thing that everyone's rich in here, because you were born rich. God gave you everything you needed to succeed in your mind, in your thinking in your higher faculties. All this stuff, houses, cars, all that stuff gets old, tears down, but if you lose your mind, where are you gonna be? Whew. All right, 2 Corinthians 4, verse seven. Let's go. So, let's start putting together some, something for the playbook, for, for what, what do we have. And verse seven says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the Excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So that, that sounds like there's a greater one on the inside of us. And there's treasures on the inside of us. 
treasures, treasures, treasures on the inside of us, right? And we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Wow, that's something. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also, let me, let me read that, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our bodies. So the dead dreams in us, the things you wanted to do growing up as a little kid, you went to college for, your vision of your, your dream life, it may be dead right now. But the same power that raised Christ from the grave is in us to raise us up and our dreams up and our vision for our families up. And you can do it. You're the one to do it. You are the one to do it. You're the one that's going to cut Goliath's head off in your family, in your bloodline, to end poverty, to end divorces, to end sickness and disease. It's you. It's not the next one. Jesus. Let's go down to verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. This is how you defeat Goliath. Ooh, Jesus. I'm trying to, Bishop say, I'm trying to hold my mule right now. All right, so you don't feel that. Let's go to 17. Let's go drop down to 17. So the Bible, the Bible says, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us for more exceedingly and eternally the weight of glory. While we look at not the things that are seen, <laughs> but the things that are unseen. Come on now. This is the playbook. This is what defeats Goliath. Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Where are the unseen things at? In our thinking. Everything you see, the pews you're sitting in, the pictures you watch, you see on the wall, those are all counterfeit because it first started in somebody's mind and then you see it. Why aren't you creating something new? Why aren't we taking the time to sit down in a quiet place with a pen and pad? God, what do I really want? It's not what, don't look at the bank account. Don't look at what your mama said, your daddy said, your husband, your wife. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Because until you get specific like that, you won't pull it down from the eternal. Thought is omnipresent. Thought is everywhere. I could be on the mountain, I could be in the deepest ocean, and I could be thinking. I call it the mind of God. It's everywhere. And we have the mind of Christ. So we know all things, but how do we tap into it? We got to go in and think and write. Because as you start writing, as you ask, Bishop says, you ask a question, God has to answer or bring you the answer. Hallelujah. So know that stone number did we do four? Stone number four, please. I've jumped all over the text, but it's still good. Read that. Say that again. Say that like you're a part of the covenant. That's good news. David already had won the battle because of the covenant he had, the covering he had with the great Lord God Almighty. Goliath has no covering. 
Your Goliath has no covering. And a blood covering will always defeat one that don't have a covering. A blood covenant will always defeat your situation who does not have a covenant. Amen? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So the way that God created us is if we think on something long enough, the Bible says meditate day and night here on the word of God, write the vision, make it plain as a man thinketh in his heart. So we hear all these things. That just means we have to take time to think about the want. We're not going, you're not going to break God. If I wrote a list down of what I'm believing God for, you be, you, well, I'm going to say it's a few things and got a few things. But I want, I, I have a heart to give millions to this ministry and still be a multimillionaire. Am I there yet? No. Am I there yet? Yes. Because I'm sitting there thinking and imagining the things our pastor taught us, I'm in my chair early in the morning, four, three, four in the morning, people sleep, it's quiet. Ah, look at me with all that money. Look at me running to the front of Harvest Church with my check. Look at me telling Bishop, you know, we ain't got to talk about this no more, here you go. Look at me getting on my private jet, corporate jet, flying to one of my corporate homes in Florida. So I'm using my imagination the gifts, imagination. David used it. So I meant to show you that, John. I'm going to jump back. Imagination. David used that gift. When he went and talked to the men, he said, you know, what what, 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 what a brother get if I uh, take out this giant here? If I take Debo out, what I get? They said, well, the king going to give you his daughter. going to give you some gold. You know, this and that. And David said, ooh, this daughter fine. And I'm going to have some money? And all I got to do is kill an uncircumcised, uncovered, uncovenant demon? He used his imagination and saw what, what, it, was, what it looks like on the other side of Goliath. <laughs> what, is, what does your life look like on the other side of Goliath? That's what you have to start imagining, meditating on. And David used his will. That's another gift. The Goliath got to go. Once he saw what was on the other side, oh, he got to go. He got to go. Let me give me some, some stones. Yeah, this one's a good one. His will began to push him to Goliath. His perception already took him from nine foot six down to, oh, you, 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 you ain't, you ain't, you can't, ain't no competition. Perception. He used his memory. I already killed the lion and the bear. You ain't stronger than no bear, I know. thinking. He uses reasoning. Another gift. They try to put stuff on him, what to do, tell him what to do. He said, no, I can't use this. I got to reason what I'm going to do. Let me, let me do what I've, what I've been doing. Let me give me some stones and let me get the swinging. Let me work with what I got. I can't use your reasoning right now. Let me use my reasoning. David did that. And he uses intuition. So these are spiritual gifts. You have to start from the spiritual realm and bring it down. When the Bible says that the man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In your conscious mind, when you begin to, to meditate on the word of God or meditate on your affirmation or meditate and see yourself on that vacation or see yourself with your husband, see yourself with that baby, as you begin to do that more and more, it sinks into your soulish realm, which is the heart, not the pumper. We've been taught that. It's the heart. Is once it gets in the heart, your body just does whatever the heart tells it to do. That's why before we were saved, we was, we was doing stuff we wasn't supposed to do. Because the heart was saying, let's go do this, do that. Man, my time, oh, Jesus. All right, so let's, 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 let's wind this on down in closing. Give me my fifth stone, Please. The victory is in your mouth. Go and get your stuff. 
The victory is in your mouth. Go and get your stuff. Okay? Okay? Amen, amen. I didn't get the page two. I'm not done. Hold on. I'm going to end this. I'm going to wind this up. So, as we said, David had a covenant, a covering, but he saw Goliath did not have that. Think of that whenever, whatever it is you're going after. When I took that test, I failed it the first time. I felt bad, boy. I, was, oh, I ain't been in school, and I'm 54. I ain't been in school so long, but I thank God for a, a good wife. That's praying for baby. That's all right. You're going to get it next time, baby. You can do it. You can do it, honey. You can do it. She's praying for me. Hey, what you need me to do? What you need me to do? And so the first one shook me, boy. Goliath got me. I, I, I was down for about a month. But something my man of God said, that's why it's important to be in the right house of God. You know, don't give up. So I pulled them big books out again. I took, you had to get, now in all the United States, you have to pass this test with a 70. In Johnson County, you need 75. And this, their test. The other test is a national test you could take, but they want their own stuff. And so I saw you trying to, so I opened that book back. I'm studying, I'm reading. Took the test again, failed it. Two times. Tests of $150, $200 each. And so I failed that when my wife said, well, baby, you go, when you want to take it again? I said, sign me up for the next one. The next one? The next one. Went in there and took that test again. You know, the first couple of times I got the test, and they said, thank you, sir. Have a nice day. You know, I was at the front desk with the lady. I was like, <laughs> failed. Second time, I said, thank you, man. Failed. At last time I got it, I just took it. I got all the way in my truck. I said, Lord, I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever, whatever it says, I love you. I praise you. I give you glory. I give, and I opened it and it said, pass. Woo! Boy, I cried in the car like a baby, boy. God is good, boy. That Goliath head came off. In the name of Jesus, it had to come down. So it may not come down the first time you try. It may not come down the second time you try. You may not have that baby on the third time you try. But if you keep fighting, keep pushing, keep believing, keep activating your faith, that giant has to come down. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap right there. Now, when you operate under the covering, you go into the offense, because we're playing defense. You know, the bills are funny, so we're, uh, you know, I want to do that trip, but uh, my money. I, I, I like to get that dress, but money. Uh, I want to have the baby, but this, the business of this. We're, we're playing defense. But when you operate under the covering like David, you go into the offensive mode, and you're running toward Goliath. You're running toward Goliath in faith. And that's what cuts his head off. Praise God. So real quick, last three points, and I'm closing. Just to put it, let's bring everything together. How do you defeat Goliath? Number one, identify the Goliaths in your life. Identify the Goliaths in your life and call it what it is. When, I, when we first kind of started, I wanted to buy own houses and this and that, credit was shot. I didn't even want to look at the credit. But when I decided I'm supposed to own houses and land because my playbook said it, I just had to go on and, hey, man, go ahead and pull my credit, man. Ooh, Jesus. But I had a starting point to take to God. And the 700, that is a place. What you want is a place. That, that is a place. But you have to know where you're starting from. I'm from Wichita. So how do I get to Wichita? Just go this way. No. I got to know where I'm starting from to know to get on I-35. 
It's the same in our lives. You want a home? Know where you are, which credit score. And just start working on that thing. Your money funny, you in debt, get the smallest. We know, we, know, we know what to do, but we don't do it. Identify the Goliaths in your life and call it what it really is. We lie to ourselves. We look in that mirror, and you don't look too bad. And your buttons is popping, and your shoes rolled all over. You know, we did, I'm okay. We got to be real. You done blew up. I done blew up. I started drinking water and slimming down, thank God. But we, we, we got to quit lying to yourselves and tell the truth. Do I have a poverty mindset? Does my health smell like poverty? Bishop said poverty has a smell and prosperity has a smell. I got people that'll text me out the blue every now and then. Hey, 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 bro, Jay. Hey, man. You got 50000 I can borrow for a couple months. And I almost dropped. But that's what they see on me. Now, whether I have it or not, ain't none of your business. But that means there's a smell on me of prosperity. So be real with yourself when you go home, when you look at your car. Ain't nothing wrong with an old car, but keep it clean. I, I, I like old cars. I keep them. I got AC and heat, I'll roll anything. My wife made me get out of an old van and get a truck. You know, I'm like, baby, I love this. And baby, you just, you just need something better, baby. You a contractor. You know, but the old, the old van with the little rust on it was clean, tire shine. You know, I had tins on it, but I kept it clean. But I'd roll up to the job site, you know, talk to the people. And, you know, the lady look out at my van. Oh, Harold, give, give the young man a chance. Give him the job. And then I go home to my mansion. No matter what you think, I'm getting that money and bringing it home to my family. But I kept my stuff clean. That was the point. So be real with yourself. It's just you. Be real with yourself. Second, find out what the rule book, what the playbook says about your situation. Find out what it says about your situation. Find that scripture to stand on. Healing is the children's bread. By Christ's stripes, I'm healed. Whatever the doctor said, this is what I'm standing on because I'm under the covering. I'm not walking by sight. Find out what the rule book says about your situation. And third, Pray in the Holy Ghost, spend time in the Holy Ghost to get the strategy of how to do what you want to do. To get the strategy of how to do what you want to do. I say a lot of things my wife and I are enjoying now, when I stepped out, it didn't make no sense. It didn't make sense financially. It didn't make sense no financially. But I knew what I've been believing for years. I know what I've been speaking for years. I know what I've had on my, on my vision board for years. And I just stood on that. And the opportunity of our home, I was riding with our man of God. Just, we was bringing him to bring Canaan. They hadn't seen him because of COVID and all that. And so I'll tell you how long, he's three now. And um, we were riding and he was, just we were in a particular neighborhood, and he's like, you know, this house for sale, that house for sale, you know, this house for sale. And I'm just, I'm just riding like, mm, I don't know what you're showing me all these houses for. You know, but yes, sir, yeah, yeah, amen, yes, sir. You know how you do with the bishop. Yes, sir, oh, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. And then he hit the brakes, and he said, son, the Lord said, this is your house. And so now I had to sit up because I know I got to say something to Goliath. You want to see it? Yes, sir. So we got in, got to walk around. I'm walking with a gentleman that let me in. I turn around. He gone. He done left. And so the guy was telling me everything. I'm like, yes, sir. Appreciate it. Can I just have a minute to walk through the house by myself a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. And I walked off praying. And the first thing I said was, I am well able to possess the land. And that's the name of my company, Possess the Land Properties. 
And so I've been saying that for years. And long story short, we in there, we enjoying it. I was sitting in that house. Before I, even, before I even took ownership, I was sitting in that house. It was gutted and just tore up. Been sitting five years. I would sit on the bucket, and I would see my kids running through it. See my couch, oh, I'm going to do this over here. We're going to put this over there. It's going to be a nice island right here. And then this bedroom, this would be Zion's room, Zeta's, this would be Kane and Ryan. I'm, I'm walking through there using my higher faculties. I'm imagining it. I had that thing laid out, and we didn't even own it yet. So I battled with the man over the price. You know, they was like, oh, he, he, he's a hard bargainer. Yeah, he's cutting them down left and right. All kind of people look at this house. It ain't going to be hard for me. I'm speaking to Goliath. So I met the young man. We got to talking and this and that. I offered him something. He said, ooh, uh, I got to at least do this. I can't do that. I said, oh, sir, I am well able. That's what I'm saying. I'm well able to do this. Let's, let's make a deal. So we started the contract, closed on the property. We got the rehabbing that the house is worth double what I pay for it now. Walking by faith, using these principles. And I could tell you story after story after story after story. I'm not telling you what I heard. <laughs> I'm not telling you what I read. I have read it, but I'm not telling you just from a book. I've, I've begun to walk these things out. And Goliath is shaking in his boots. Once you run toward Goliath, he's going to fall. He's going to fall. Just don't stop. Don't quit. Don't back up. Gather yourself. You get low blow like when I failed that test. Okay. I, I, but get back up. Adjust man and fall us seven times. But he'll rise up every time. So failure, failure isn't bad. For me, failure isn't defeat for me. Because if I fail and learn from it, I just paid for some training. But if you fail and that's it, oh, man, I'm, I'm never going to get married again. I tried to been married two times. The third marriage, wonderful now. I could have gave up, passed the test, flunked the test. I've lost more houses. I've lost more houses, foreclosures, than some of y'all have ever owned. That would be considered failure, but I learned from it. Now I own houses and getting some more, using the principles. I'm bragging on God, on, on the principles. They'll work for you. He's no respecter of person. He'll do what he done for one. He'll do for another, right? We know these scriptures. This is how we apply it. Praise God. My time is gone. I, I pray that it blessed you tonight and motivated you to go and get Goliath, to go and attack Goliath. Go and get your stuff. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The wicked got your stuff. Goliath got your stuff. You gonna just give it to him? Get into this word, the principles of the kingdom of God. It's not, it's not a hard fight once you learn. It's like, like, like regular law. Like I said, if you run, jump off this roof, you ain't got to pray by the Holy Spirit if you're going to make it to go down. You're going down. It works every time. Every time. The law of flight works every time. Only you being, you know, we pray when we get on the plane, but I ain't praying in spirit the whole time for the flight because the law works every time. It's the same spiritual laws that if you apply them, from the inside out, they'll work in every situation. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a hand. Come on, we can do better than that. The giant, how, how would you shout if the giant was falling in your life? Hallelujah. So this covering... This covenant of covering is only for the children of God, those who have given their lives to Christ, Christ Jesus. And if you're in this place today, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're at home and you don't know him, but you want this covering, 
You want this benefit of being a part of the family of God. And know that it's nothing wrong with wanting the benefits. When I go to a restaurant and pay money, I want the benefits of my money that I pay. That's why I'm going there. So some people say, you know, I don't, I don't want nothing from the Lord. I just want, you know, him. I just love him. That's not smart. The book is full of benefits. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, these things shall I add unto you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You will be a new creation in me, in Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.